Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. thinking about divorce you know we work with people very often who are involved in high conflict divorces and usually when there is a high conflict divorce there is uh, an individual in it who is less than healthy psychologically and there's a part of us that keeps expecting that person to be healthy psychologically but they really haven't shown up that way for a really long time and our projection that they will show up that way just because we're divorcing is not based in our experience it's based in i guess hopes um it's based in i could say delusion in some way and We talk a lot about acceptance. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. Uh, Today we're speaking again about You're Not Crazy, Exploring the Contradictory Voices in Your Head. This is part three and the last part of our series on whole brain living. And today we're going to be diving into this incredible tool that Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, who is the author of Whole Brain Living, this is a tool she created based on this concept, and it's called the Brain Huddle. And Lisa, welcome and take it away. All right. Well, um, for those of us who may be joining now and have not heard our first two shows, we've been talking about the two uh, cerebral parts of our brains. Uh, We've got a left side and a right side and that they think about different things. They care about different things and they have very different personalities. And there's two personalities on each side. So a lot of times we are getting very contradictory messages within our own brains because of these 
what uh, Dr. Bolte Taylor called our four characters. And I'm going to do a very, very quick review. So listen fast on um, how our four characters think and feel. So the first is our left thinking character one. And I call that character within me, I call I call it the conductor. Kara, you have a name for yours, don't you? Yes, my character one is Chief. She is my CEO. So between conductor and chief, you might be getting the idea that this is our strategic, logical, linear, in-time um, designer and implementer. This is who we go to to get things done. It's who looks at our schedule the night before, so we're prepared, who if she's or he is really on top of things, may have whatever you need laid out in advance. So you're not zooming around in the morning trying to get it together. Who gets you there on time? Who has you dressed in the appropriate costume for the situation? And who's really always looking at um, the what what they've experienced in the past and what they want in the future and trying to figure out how do we get uh, my experiences from the past, all that I've learned, and how do I use it to create what I want in the present so I can get to the future that I'm looking for. So that is chief or conductor or whatever name you want to give your uh, CEO, as Karen said. Karen, you want to add to that? Yeah, that is just, just uh, so that's left and it's left thinking. So we have a thinking and a feeling uh, portion of our brain on either side. So that right. left thinking is our CEO of life. That's right. Um, I'm going to jump to character four now, which is on our right brain. And that's our right thinking character. Uh, and our right thinking character for it's my observation that probably in the Western world, for the most part, right thinking character for might be the least developed. It's for lack of a better term, it's our cosmic consciousness. It's the part of us that recognizes that. Uh, Dr. Bolte Taylor tells us we've got, I believe it's 60 trillion cells that make us who we are. And on top of that, we've got billions of people on the planet and we've got insects and trees and mammals and soil and the sun and the moon and all of these things are a unified whole that make that allow us to be alive. And it's the awareness of that unified whole and that we are, whether we're uh, conscious of it or not, that we are an integral part of that whole. And then it takes it one step further. It's, it's the part of us that understands that it's going to be okay. It's, it's the deep faith in us that even if we die, it's going to be okay. And if we get sick, it's going to be okay. Or if we're going to a new place and we lose our wallet, it's the part that goes, you know what, just breathe, relax. Things will work out. 
you'll be fine. You'll laugh about this in, you know, in six months or maybe even three days. So that's our right thinking character for it doesn't live in time. It lives in eternity. It doesn't see things as immediate, although uh, the present moment is eternal. Uh, and it's pretty chill and filled with gratitude and love. So that's Absolutely. why, yeah, that's why I think, you know, if you reflect listener, how often are you tapping into that part of you? And whether we're aware of it or not, we can cultivate that part of us. So it can be part of the conversation in these four characters that make up who we are. And we'll get into that when we talk about this remarkable tool, the brain huddle. And now and if mm. I could, so, so the right brain, these are the pieces that I remember the most in the book. So left is linear, um, right past future, right is right here, right now. And so that um, that connection to all consciousness, it may be um, you may uh, refer to, you know, higher power or God. It's that calling for us to be our best selves. It's uh, it's the part of our brain that is um, has the microphone is in control when we're being mindful, when we're meditating, when we're um truly open to understanding all the other individuals perspectives and where they're coming from. Uh, and it's, uh, it's such a powerful part of our brain to exercise and grow. And I think to, to Lisa's point, and certainly for all of you navigating divorce, uh, it may not be um, developed or certainly your first go-to. And the beautiful thing about this brain huddle is it's going to help you uh, enlist the value of that part of your brain more often. So, mm. yeah. That's, that's a great point. And thinking about divorce, you know, we work with people very often who are involved in high conflict divorces. And usually when there is a high conflict divorce, there is um, an individual in it who is less than healthy psychologically. And there's a part of us that keeps expecting that person to be healthy psychologically, but they really haven't shown up that way for a really long time. And our projection that they will show up that way just because we're divorcing is not based in our experience. It's, it's based in, I guess, hopes. Um, it's based in, I could say, delusion in some way. And we talk a lot about acceptance. And when we do, when we can meet that person who we've experience so much pain trying to partner with, when we can meet that person with compassion and recognize that they don't act the way they do because it makes them happy or because it's a joy. They act that way because they have issues they can't resolve. And 
it doesn't mean to give in or to roll over, but when we can meet them um, with compassion, then we can escape the the grip and the fallacies of our left emotional character too, which I'm going to talk about next. And we all know our left emotional character too. I have fondly uh, called mine FM, and that is short for fear monger. And so our left emotional character too is always uh, very, very aware of, of danger, of insult, of injury, whether it basically emotionally most of the time, of uh, very uh, judgmental, looking for differences, very critical. Uh, it's actually quite a selfish voice because it's it's all about survival of our own ego and trying to protect ourselves from any kind of feelings of less than because our left emotional character too is always thinking in superior, inferior, right, wrong, good, bad. And so this character um, is really usually who is the loudest voice in our head going through a contentious divorce, which makes us the absolutely most uncomfortable and least able to navigate with any fluidity or with real strategy during divorce. Going through divorce is challenging. It involves many issues, legal, financial, emotional, and social, and requires the guidance of a seasoned legal team to achieve optimal outcomes. That's the promise of Laufer, Delena, Jensen, Bradley, and Doran. Choosing the right family lawyer could be the most important decision you make in the divorce process. There's life after divorce, and Laufer's team helps you to get there. Providing options to mediate, arbitrate, collaborate, or litigate, the firm handles issues such as alimony, custody, child support, and equitable distribution. Each case is staffed with both a male and female attorney as their clients benefit from having both gender perspectives on their side, and that distinguishes their firm. You can get your free consultation today by calling 973-285-1444 and mention that you heard about them on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. My left, left linear, my left character too. Her name is Stormy. Um, she's my wounded child. Uh, I think that for all of us, it's it's the that whole remembering everything that happened before and and protecting us. And so uh, she's very reactive. Uh, she's not very tempered in the way that she speaks or acts. She's rather not PC. She's just coming from or he. Uh, mine is a she coming from this this place of 
yeah, offense, defense, right? And uh, and so Stormy is her name. And for those going through divorce, I think that Stormy was running my show most of those three and a half years that I went through the divorce. And as I did more of my work, um, even though I didn't understand this context, I can look back and see how uh, how I was able to balance her. Um, with some of the other voices, characters in my head to be more effective and efficient going through my divorce. And that's that's the amazing thing about this book and this tool is while we talk about how to regulate and how to be more effective and productive, this really helps you to understand um, what's happening in your head, why you have internal conflict. And we're about to get in a few minutes to the brain huddle, which is the tool you want to be using on a pretty regular basis. And if you've been raised in a family where left emotional character too had the microphone most of the time between your mother and your father, chances are your left emotional character too uh, is is more dominant than uh, your certainly your right thinking character for your right right emotional character for three. I'm sorry because it's what you learned and how to be human. And um, just because it's dominant doesn't mean it's the only thing, the only voice that's there. But we do have to listen a bit harder and we have to talk to, in my case, I have to talk to FM and uh, let it know that, okay, I hear you and I'm going to make some room here to hear the other perspectives going on. And that's a, a taste of the brain huddle. So I'm going to go into right emotional character three right now. And I personally call her Pippi because growing up, Pippi Longstocking was and still remains a bit of a hero to me. And our, our right emotional character three, oh God, it's expansive and open and fearless and friendly and supportive and grateful. Uh, it, it's like your best friend on a great day. Um, so it's that, you might be hearing that both right emotional character three and right thinking character four, they're not necessarily living in time. They're more in the moment. They're not worried about the future. They're not concerned about the past. They are in the present moment and sucking it for all of the beauty that's possible there. And uh, the one one thing we have to be careful of with our right emotional character three is it can get so caught up in the moment, so caught up of having fun and being adventurous and going with the flow that it might not notice that there are some places it shouldn't take the flow to because there could be some dangers. And that's why character two left emotional character too. That's why she's, or he isn't all bad to say the least that there, um, there's some use there and there's some practicality in this left emotional character too is watching out for us. So here are these four characters. 
and let's say you are going through your day and you have a ding on your phone and you look at the phone and it is a text from your spouse. And all of a sudden, wham, you are right in left emotional character too, has grabbed the mic and it is yelling, how could this be? I don't believe it. This is like a textbook. This isn't a text. You're not supposed to text like that. This should be minimally in an email. I don't have time for this. Oh my God, how am I going to do what I'm being asked? Oh my God, there's just anger. And I'm hearing all the same things I've heard. I can't stand this. Uh, let me pull over. And now you're crying. And is there an alternative? And yes, there is an alternative. And the alternative is what we're calling the brain huddle. It's when the brain huddle, if we take a look at the word brain, Dr. Bolte-Taylor broke it out into what he called an enneagram, where the first- an Acronym. An acronym. The first- letter of, uh, you know, of every letter of the word brain helps you understand how to do a huddle. But so to explore how this would happen. So let's say you've pulled your car over on the side of the road. You realize that left emotional character two has taken the mic. And the first thing you do with the first letter in the word brain is you breathe. You recognize character two. She's got it. He's got the mic. Let me breathe. Let me just calm down. It's, it's, an, it's a text message. I just, that's it. I just got a text message. Let me breathe. Whew. I recognize and you recognize it is definitely character two. He's got the mic. Let me breathe. Hi, character two. Hi. Oh, I appreciate that you've appreciate that you've uh, triggered. You've told me that I'm I'm triggered. That I know that there's some concerns and fears you have. Let me breathe. So you recognize who has the mic. That's the R in brain. You appreciate the the input. I'll put it that way that you're being given. And then there's an I in the word brain, and that I is to inquire. And the inquiry is, is this the healthiest way? Is this the best way I can be using my mind in this moment? Okay, let me remember, where was I going? What was I doing? Let me breathe. What's on the agenda today? Whew, okay. And then actually asking all of the parts of your brain to show up so you can ask them another part of inquiry. How can I best navigate this moment? What would be and you could even ask, okay, character one, you know, you're the, you're the CEO of my life. If you're going to prioritize what's happening for today, 
what would you prioritize as first? Is it is it my anger and resentment towards my spouse, or is it um, picking up the supplies I need on my way home from work because there's a project the kids are doing or I'm doing, and I want to have those on hand so I can complete my project and not be thrown off. Okay, so that might be in the inquiry where character one, the CEO, comes in. And then you can ask, okay, right emotional character three, what do you have to share about this situation? You know, my spouse doing what she always does or he always does. And how can I look at this? What's your take on it? Kara, will you play character three on this one? Yes, I was just thinking, let's say part of that text is that the kids are going to be coming home, you know, an hour later than expected. Character three might go, oh, good. That gives us a half hour to do a yoga and God knows we could use some yoga. And so like, let's, or, or, or let me call my girlfriend or my guy friend and, you know, and, and have a little connection. Cause once the kids come home, God knows, like you're going to put me away and character one, the CEO is going to be taking over with all the tasks. And so character three is really saying, where's the opportunity for us to actually enjoy um, what's been handed to us. Yeah. Great. That's great. And then uh, we can ask character four. We can ask our right thinking character four. What what do you have to share about this experience? And I believe my character four would, would say to me, don't sweat it. And this is temporary, Lise. It's a temporary sort of glitch in reality and calm down, relax. It'll all be okay. You'll look back on this actually even tonight and you'll be, you'll laugh at how triggered you got. And then you'll commend yourself for letting it go, but just, you know, just be, go with the flow, sweetie. Um, you know, you know your spouse isn't isn't the healthiest uh, psyche on the block, and this is just a representative uh, representation of their lack of balance and emotional well being. And you know, go on with your day and have some compassion. Can you imagine how what's going on in their head? Uh, but don't stay there because it's not a comfortable place to be. And, then- and, and I, I love that because you just described, it's like, you know, our, our, our character one is like, how is this going to impact, you know, the next hour, the next, you know, the next period of time, like what changes and what does that mean that I need to be thinking about? And character two's kind of like, call the attorney, file the motion, like, oh my God, tell him right how terrible they are. Like, like start, yeah, right back, right back. Just start. Or call right, right now and start <laughs> screaming at them. Character the threes like there there's an opportunity in here there's some fun in here there's possibility in here and and so what's interesting is in any given situation that opportunity in inquiry of okay now that i've heard from all four of you who who which part of me which character uh would be wisest to um to take the lead so to speak. 
Are you emotionally overwhelmed, heartbroken, bitter, paralyzed by fear? In order to effectively navigate the significant decisions before you and skillfully master your life after divorce, you must attend to your emotional recovery. Our 12-step divorce recovery program is an emotional roadmap that guides you to feel clearer, stronger, and more in charge of yourself. Thousands have emerged transformed by the lessons, strategies, and tools our roadmap provides. Divorce will change your life. Enroll in the 12-step divorce recovery program today and ensure that the changes will be life-enhancing. Go to divorcerecoveryprogram.com to enroll. It's interesting. Um, there's a, a part where Dr. Uh, Bolte Taylor writes, as, as soon as I make this perceptual modification of observation instead of engagement, the energy ball that's focused on stimulating that emotional circuit where you get so uptight, so tense, you just want to lash out or kill or or crawl into a hole and pull your your blankets over your head and never emerge, it, it begins to dissipate as soon as you make a perceptual shift that all of that upset begins to like, you know, it's like this, it's so clutched and all of a sudden it just sort of relaxes until it's, it's like this. And you're wondering, what do I want to fill this with? And with the brain huddle, you have three other characters that are right there, right inside your head that can help you fill it and fill it with ways of being and choosing and doing that will make your next moments, your next hours, your next day, uh, your relationships with with either at work or with your kids or with whomever you're going to engage in next, just make it so much healthier, more grounded and more productive. Yeah. And, and I, I think that um, a very important point, especially since our audiences, uh, we're always talking about moving from self-condemnation to self-compassion Every time your character too, that reactive, wounded, younger self uh, shows up in reaction, the opportunity isn't to just shut him or her up. It's to acknowledge, to validate, to take the moment to honor that, hey, you do have all this woundedness or trauma or fear or just experience and you're speaking from that. And just like we wouldn't give our 10-year-old the keys to the car to drive because they wanted to go someplace, we can honor that character too and soothe that character too and still not um, allow character two to drive the bus, so to speak. And 
And the value of that, I think, is like every time we're triggered, we have this opportunity to, to hear our character choose voice and will. Um, and then as Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor says, to just like that beautiful experience that that's not all of me. That's not all of me. I, I have my, I have my CEO. I have my, I have my namaste um, character for who, who is making every effort to do this with grace and dignity to be connected in a different way. Um, and my lovely character three who wants to, you know, love and have fun and find the opportunity. And so the beautiful thing is we have these conflicting voices in our head and, and this paradigm, this context brings understanding to what's actually going on. And when we begin to use the brain huddle, our ability to be self-compassionate and to be wise and discerning about who's speaking and what we're saying. And Lisa, I love your term as always, is this moving you further away or closer to what you want? And that's a really key inquiry question in the brain huddle so that we're choosing which part of us is navigating this particular situation in the way that's going to honor our integrity, our heart, our desire of where we're going. And to add to that, we often know what we don't want. Um, I don't want texts like this. I, I don't want a partner in my life who, who acts like this, who, who treats me like this, who triggers this hatred and anger in me. Um, that's all. That's really uh, good, bad, right, wrong, should, shouldn't. What I want and what I don't want is part of that. And it's good to know. But unless we balance it with, I guess it, it would be a combination of emotional uh, right brain character three and our uh, thinking left brain character one. It's, it's getting the huddles together to begin to look at what are we for? What do I want? What do I want? And in this situation, who can I listen to? Or how can I incorporate what I'm hearing from all four characters to move me closer to what I'm for, to what I want? And when I was thinking about this material, I had an experience now, it's probably... 13, 14 years back, where um, I hired an office manager and I was really happy with her. And it allowed me to, to get out of my business and, and do other things. And I found out a year into it that, that uh, she actually had been uh, stealing money uh, from us and very in ingenious ways. And I was, and she had been pulling my eyes the whole time. She claimed she was one type of, per, uh, she claimed she was um, becoming a vegan. I didn't need her to do that, but she said she was doing that. She wanted to go vegetarian. And I remembered 
searching for cupcakes for vegans for her for her birthday at the office you know i'd go out of my way to support her in being the person she declared she was which wasn't the case at all and she had also been working to turn the people in the office against us by by lying about me basically and when i found out about all this and i found out about all of the embezzlement she was doing my left brain, uh, emotional brain went nuts. I mean, I just wanted to rip her apart limb by limb. I felt so deceived. I felt so ripped off. And happily, I mean, that that didn't go away necessarily. But my uh, emotional, my actually, my uh, right brain thinking went into, look, you gave her love, you gave her support. She is not well. A person who is doing what she's doing, she's probably a pathological thief. She's certainly a pathological liar. She's not even good at it because she got caught. Um, And so you can hate her for being who she is, but where is it going to get you? We need to be strategic. And so I gave it over to my left thinking brain and I spent, I can't tell you how many days I spent. It wasn't hours, it was days going through all the records, contacting all the banks, figuring out how she did these things, figuring out where the money went. And I finally had all of my ducks in a row And because she had been lying, I strategized how to confront her in a place in front of everybody, never said a word. But when she was in the office with all of the staff around, I came in, I confronted her and she tried to say, you're lying, you're crazy. And I had a policeman outside in the main part of the office. And I said, look, Either you can come with me or the policeman out there, because I had to show the staff that I wasn't crazy, that I had facts and figures, and I didn't do it mean. I did it purely strategic. And it was just like, Ruth, I didn't even argue with her. It was so beautiful because at that point I said, Ruth, it's over. It's just over. You might as well stop talking. And it was If there was a time that was so evident that I had a brain huddle when I was so activated and I was able to pull in character four, get character one on board, really being strategic, really having a good plan to really preserve my business, which could have fallen apart right there in that moment, and then honor my left brain character uh, emotional character too. Um, with uh, I, I have to say, I actually being in the moment and figuring out how to do this and do it well. My pippy was having a ball. You know, once it's like, okay, I got this, I got this. You know, we're going to do this and we're going to do it well and we're going to be beautiful while we do it and we're not going to be mean and rotten. Um, it it was 
it's a really good example of a tough time with significant consequences of how having this brain huddle where you, again, breathe and recognize, calm yourself down, recognize who's in charge, which of the characters, appreciate what that character has to say and what the other three characters also have to say, inquire okay, you guys, who thinks what about this? You know, let me hear some strategies. And then all together, you know, determine, is it better for one of you to take the mic or can we all work together here to navigate the situation knowing what we're for? Yeah. No, that's an amazing, that's such a perfect uh, example. And uh, in the book, when, when, uh, Dr. Taylor starts talking about the brain huddle. She talks about it as being powerful and empowering, uh, grounding and deeply comforting. And as you just told that story, I could see how all of that, that powerful, comforting, empowering, really in, in the, the midst of a financial crisis, your business is in jeopardy for you to be able to do that is a beautiful example of the yeah. brain huddle. Yeah. And I want to, um, I, I want to, bef before we begin to wrap up, I want to talk about the other side of it. Once we become really familiar with our characters, we have the opportunity to start noticing which character uh, the other person that we're engaging with is mm. uh, is running that character. And so if it's your soon-to-be ex uh, and they're in character too, they're reactive, they're angry, they're throwing a, an emotional tantrum. Um, if you If you choose consciously or if you unconsciously just hand your mic to character two, it's just generally not going to work out well. So his or her character two is now arguing with your character two. And that's actually so much of the coaching that we do is everybody's in character two. Uh, Lisa's term, which I use all the time, which I love is emotional grenades are being tossed across the room. Shrapnel is going everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, what you're for is completely out the window and you're heading in the other direction more rapidly than you could ever imagine. Unless it's to rip out the throat of, <laughs> of your spouse. And, not and a good idea. And so when we step back and we just think about this, it's like, okay, how effective would it be if I could always, and I believe she says 90 seconds, Lisa, right? It takes 90, 90 seconds, seconds for that well, cortisol flood to flood and then and then empty out of your system. And so if we take the 90 seconds, we we do that brain huddle. And I think that you would agree, at least now that we know this context, the more you practice it, the quicker it happens. It's like, all right, I know exactly what's going on here. And you have this quick brain huddle and you have you take the moment to say, where is the other person at? Um and, and it might be your character four who shows up with some compassion. It might be your character one who says, okay, given they're there and we need to accomplish this, this is where we're going. But knowing it, just knowing where they're coming from and where you're coming from. And I was just speaking to a client who's um, soon to be ex, the dad, 
uh, he swim, he, he, he embraces his character three a lot. And so I think he had his seven-year-old on some electronic motorcycle that was not the wisest choice and the kid may have loved it, but the danger was there. And, and so even being able to go, ah, I know he tends to have a strong character three or she does. How does that help you when you stop and say, well, what is that? What would be the best way for me to communicate with that other person, given where they're coming from? And it just it it up levels the power of the brain huddle, because now you're not just looking at yourself. You're really assessing uh, what the other person where the other person is coming from as well. Well, now I'm very curious, Kara, what character did you go into to talk to him um, and share with him when you heard the story about his character three and the electric uh, bicycle and his son? Where'd you go? And if you think about it, um, it, you could go directly because I have another client who had had their kid on a scooter on the streets of New York city. So it was the same kind of like, you're endangering my baby. So the first thing that, that each of my clients wanted to do was step into their character too and start throw emotional grenades, you know, and then there's uh, character one is saying, well, well, hold on a second. What does the parenting plan say? What are the, is there something here in terms of boundaries and rules and regulations where, and then character Four, right, right thinking is saying, what do we know about our co-parent and and um, and what do we know about the intention behind it? And how can we um, support our child who just had a lot of fun while still um, communicating boundaries? And so there's opportunity depending on the level of danger and the um, to, to figure out the best way to communicate the best boundary to set in that particular situation. Mm. Mm. What um, would you add to that scenario if that was something that you were coaching around? I'm, I'm thinking of that. Because I think if you had a good solid character three, which by the way, it's my one character I haven't named yet, and I'm I'm becoming more and more acquainted with her. But if you too had um, a playful character three, even character three could be very acknowledging and validating of the desire to experience fun with the child. And so it it it's not always just one voice, right? It's kind of like I get from each of these perspectives. I have something that can weave together my conscious and intentional response. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of um, of a response which would take some it would definitely take listening to my character three uh, and my character four, but it would be something like. It sounds like you two had a lot of fun and I know how much I, I see how much you love our son daughter. And I'm thinking um, if you were using protective equipment, you know, you could, you could still have the fun and, and if something were to happen, 
our child would have a bit of extra protection. So just consider it because I know how much you love him or her as well. And, and that takes a leap of faith that you're coming from your character three and your character four and one um, and a little from two, but they're not going to know it. Uh, where you're opening up the possibility that rather than going rah, 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 and that person goes to you, you're always, you're such a, a joy killer. You know, you have no spontaneity. It seems like you want us to keep our child in a little sterile box or nothing. And that conversation has just gone out the window. It's same old, same old. Right. So it does take a leap of faith that if you change your dance, your steps, if you're always coming from character two, when you're, when you see a threat and you change that and you bring in character three, four, and one, there's a really, really good chance that you'll activate your, your uh, parenting partner or your, your, whatever, whether it's parallel parenting or co-parenting, it's still your parenting partner. Um, you'll, you'll generate them being able to touch a different part of a different character than they're used to automatically coming out of. Um, Karen touched on it before. The more we inquire about our different characters and what they may be thinking and feeling what they have to add, the easier it will be over time to be able to hear their voices and to be able to access them. So just like when you go to the gym, you know, you start and you build up and you never thought you'd be able to do something, but, you know, six months later, you're blown away by how fast or how much more or how much more comfortable you are. With the brain huddle, the more you huddle, the more you call upon the characters, the these four characters, the stronger your huddles will get, the faster you'll be able to go into them. And actually, the more peaceful, productive, and effective you'll be in living your life. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to share my adult daughter is living with me and um, we've, we've agreed that she has a very well-developed character too. And it's been such a joy to be able to have a conversation uh, given the basics that she understands about what else we know a character two thinks um, what you know, what is your character three saying? And so it's, it's something that uh, I think that the ability to benefit from, from this book on your own to, uh, to use it. I was just going to do that. Lisa's holding up the uh, whole brain living, the anatomy of choice and the four characters that drive our life by Dr. Jill Bolte Taylor to be able to, um, start having conversations uh, with, with other people in your life, certainly your children, to be able to use this tool, not only with your ex or soon-to-be ex, but 
in any circumstance where, I mean, life just has a lot of um, complexities and there are differences and conflicts that come up and the ability to be our best requires us to use all the different parts of our brain. And that's really what this brain huddle is all about. And I just want to say two things. One is if you're interested, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor is so excited that Lisa and I were doing this mini series, this three-part series to kind of drill a little deeper into her book that she said that she would be more than thrilled to come back and to, thank you, sweetie, come back and be a part of a conversation uh, with any listeners who wanted to get on a Zoom with her and talk through uh, what you've learned, what's working, where you're struggling. And so if you go to journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash whole brain living, you can actually sign up. And when we have that scheduled, we'll reach out to everybody who's signed up and invite you into that, uh, that private call with Dr. Jill Balde Taylor. I'm really excited to spend some more time with her. She's yeah. tickled that we're doing this and that her work could be helping people navigating divorce. So please do uh, join us. Again, that's uh, journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash whole brain living. That's great. And uh, no, we're not crazy. We actually do have different voices saying different things and we don't have to shut them down. We can open up and begin listening to them and live with our whole brain. So it's a, it's a great book. I hope you get a hold of it. I hope you read it. I hope you play with it, share it with other people and uh, join, uh, join us when we talk to Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor again. It's exciting. Very exciting. Until next time, uh, this is Karen and Lisa from Journey Beyond with Team Talks. We will see you again soon. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women throughout one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.